0: First, you think is a not-for-profit ministry of the First Unitarian Church of Des Moines. Support us at ucdsm.org today. Throughout his life, my father loved music. One of the gifts he shared with me was this love of music. As a little girl... I not only loved the sound of music, but I loved to dance. Anytime I heard music that was beautiful enough to move me emotionally, I just had to express those feelings through allowing my body to move as well. That was joy manifest. I remember the first time I realized that expression might not be okay, when my parents chastised me to sit down and sit still as I danced in front of my seat at a show we were attending. It's been more than 50 years and I can still feel the embarrassment of that moment of realizing my expression of joy was not something to be shown or shared in public. My love of music, however, remained, and one of my greatest joys was to play the violin in orchestra, to sit in the midst of other musicians, take the notes from our individual pages, and together create something beautiful. That love led me to audition to be a violin education major in college. And there, I learned that I had much more love than talent for playing the violin. (laughs) But like all music majors, I had to take choir and found a new way to experience the joy of making music with others. I sang for two years, three semesters longer than I lasted as a music major, And then I got caught up in the pressures of focusing on my new major, preparing for graduate school, and other campus involvements which were more in line with my new path. These crowded out my music making. I stopped singing in choir, graduated, sold my violin, and music became something I experienced as a kind of spectator sport. When years later, Tim and I joined our first Unitarian Universalist congregation, one of the things I loved about that community in Philadelphia was its music program. And shortly after we became members, I spoke with the music director about joining the choir. I told him about my background, and also that I hadn't sung or otherwise made music in more than 10 years. And he looked at me with a kind of bewilderment in his face and said, don't you miss it? In that moment, I felt like he saw a part of me that no one else saw. He touched my soul. He asked about the state of my heart. Since that time and in all the places I have called home, I have rarely been without a choir with whom to sing. It has become one of my priorities to find a group and to protect the time to reconnect with my joy in making music. I sometimes refer to choir nights as my therapy, which helps other people have a small sense of just how important this activity is to my well being. At its core, for me, singing with a choir is a profound connection with something I deeply love in the context of community, joy. When might you have stopped singing or dancing? When might you have lost touch with your ability to be enchanted, to be still, to experience joy? For many of us, as was true for me as a child, we receive messages that tell us our experience or expressions of joy are somehow inappropriate. Even worse, we internalize that critical voice. We come to believe that we are somehow wrong in what we are doing or in ourselves. Those outer and inner critics can lead us to cut ourselves off from that which is deep within and fills us. As Ayakima's words in our second reading suggest, as we disconnect from ourselves, we start looking outside ourselves for something to ground and fill us. And we remain disconnected, lacking joy. Because in truth, What we are so desperately searching for has been within us all along. The flowers are within us. There is no need to look in the garden to find them. And the paradox is that the harder we search outside, the more elusive our joy and connection to ourselves become. Kima reminds us, that until we stop and give ourselves permission to dive deep within, that our searching manifests only in our restlessness as we move from here to there, trying out different friends, different ideas, different jobs, different countries. This challenge is also reflected in our first reading. Omid Safi speaks of the disease of busyness, of getting so wrapped up in what we are doing that we stop stopped paying attention to how we are being. While the injunction to sit down and sit still made me mistrust the wisdom of fully expressing my joy, it was actually the busyness of moving into my adult life which more fully broke the connection. I don't know many grown-ups who haven't experienced this break. School, jobs, the demands of raising families and maintaining a home. That's just normal life before the additional disruption of relocations, loss of jobs or changes of careers, the ending of relationships, the illness and death of loved ones our own health crises. Making time and space to let joy in sometimes just doesn't make it to the top of our priority list. When we couple the search for joy outside and the crush of busyness, when we stop paying attention to the state of our heart, we may find ourselves feeling more disconnected. Like something is wrong with our experience. Looking ahead to the holiday season, which is pretty much just around the corner, that strikes me as a time of year which most exemplifies our struggles to live with joy. For so many of us, we get caught up in the freneticism of the holiday season. The shopping, the baking, squeezing in just one more holiday party. Chasing joy. And in that rush, actually feeling joy eludes us. In her book, Everyday Sacred, author and artist Sue Bender tells the story of a friend who injured her knee while on a vacation. Bender recounts this friend's experience of being forced to walk very slowly while hiking in a national park. As a result, she saw things she would have missed had she been hiking at her normal pace. Bender writes, Right behind them, there was a single hiker with a big camera. Every time my friend stopped to examine a wildflower, he would stop and look at the wildflower too, as if she were discovering something for him. Finally, the hiker came up to her and said, You're seeing so many wonderful things. I'm seeing wonderful things, she told him, because I can't walk very fast. Amazing how simply being forced to slow down opened up a new world to experience. But it is so easy in our society to get hooked into thinking that our happiness is tied to doing And to stuff, we forget that there is great value and power in slowing down, embracing nothing, simply being. We may miss the importance of being connected with others, of fully seeing and hearing the state of each other's hearts, but also of being deeply connected with ourselves. Unitarian Universalist Minister Gary Kowalski writes of needing time of stillness and the darkness of the waning year in order to allow our lives to germinate. It is in that deep and quiet place that we remember our own stories, our own songs, our sense of wonder and joy course, we can also get trapped in that darkness. Rather than finding a place of centered stillness, we may encounter a place of isolation and pain. Maybe that inner critic is waiting for us in the dark, telling us stories about what is wrong, how we are wrong. Perhaps when like Sue Bender's friend, we are hurt and need to slow down We opt to simply stop, to lock ourselves inside and disconnect. Or maybe we have learned to fear the dark, still place, and so use our busyness to seemingly keep ourselves safe. Either extreme, disconnecting ourselves through busyness or encasing ourselves in isolation, keeps us from experiencing the now. That is an essential part of finding our joy. Life's invitation is for us to slow down, take notice, listen closely, pay attention to what is around us, but also within us. And to do that in the context and spirit of community, be that with our partners, families, friends, or church community, Considering how we may connect with our beloveds in a way that allows, in a way that hears their hearts. And how we may create a time and space to be still enough to hear the singing of our own hearts. What beloveds is the state of your heart? My wish for you is to find the stillness and connections which help you to be attuned with the state of your heart and soul, to be open to experience the joys of singing, of dancing, of all that our beautiful life holds for us. May it be so, and blessed be.